Welcome back to the Middling Manager Hub podcast. I'm your host, Steve Westover, and today we're going to be talking about annual performance reviews. Yep, it's that time of year, and it's not always the most exciting thing that managers get to do. It can be a stressful time for both the manager and the employees being reviewed. We're going to aim at transforming this often dreaded process into a productive and motivating exercise that's good for both managers and employees. So grab your headphones, find a comfy seat, and let's get started. It's no secret that annual performance reviews are not exactly an eagerly anticipated event each year by either managers or the employees. For us as managers, it's a ton of work to prepare. And for employees, well, it can be a little bit nerve-wracking. Let's start talking about these reviews by identifying seven common mistakes that managers make during the annual reviews and explore ways to avoid them. The first mistake is giving top-of-mind feedback. One prevalent error is not preparing adequately for the review. Managers sometimes view it as a task to complete, just something to check off the box when other pressing matters don't get in the way. Regular check-ins and monthly reviews are much more effective, fostering a continuous feedback loop, showing employees that their development matters. So if the annual review is the only time that we have meaningful conversations with our employees, we talk about their production, we talk about their attitudes, we talk about how they're doing in general, then we're really missing the boat on this. Coaching and reviews should be a regular part of the manager-employee relationship An annual review should not be a surprise. When we talk about things, the employees really should know what's coming. Two, the second mistake is the recency effect. Managers often fall victim to the recency effect, focusing on the most recent events rather than considering the entire year's performance. This can be either a good thing or a bad thing. If the employee started the the year well, maybe they went gangbusters in their production, but things have slowed off recently. The recency effect would have us focusing on their lack of production within the last couple of months and neglect to take in for the entire year. On the other side, we can see that if employees have really struggled at the beginning of the year but are coming on strong now, generally we're feeling pretty good about them right now. But we've got to also take into context everything that's happened throughout the year. We really can't just focus on what's happening right at this moment. One way that we can avoid the recency effect is simply by looking at trends. Are they trending up in different categories and behaviors? Are they trending down? How long have those trends been going? So we really need to avoid, we really need to look at the entire year by focusing on the trends and the activities all year long. Mistake number three is not giving enough recognition or being positive enough. Balancing constructive criticism with positive feedback is crucial. Meaningful and specific compliments are more impactful than generic praise. Also, the use of annual review to discuss future goals and encourage a forward-thinking approach to development is very beneficial. The annual review is a great time to have employees brag about themselves, preparing for themselves ahead of time their self-evaluations so that we can really see how they are feeling about their production and how they feel about their year. We can take that information, utilize that, and hopefully build upon that. Praise them where praise is needed. Look to the future and all the possibilities that it holds. 
as well as praising them for what happened throughout the year. Having the wrong person give the review. Having the right person conduct the review is paramount. Managers with minimal interaction with employees may lack insight. Ensure the person conducting the interview has regular face-to-face interactions and a deep understanding of the employee's contributions. It's hard for an employee to receive a review from someone they don't know and who they do not trust knows them. Mistake number five is not giving advance warning. Provide advance notice for reviews to allow employees to prepare mentally and gather their thoughts. The self-evaluation process is a great opportunity to do this. Give the employee plenty of time to prepare for their annual review by being able to point out the projects, the activities, the successes they've had throughout the year. By giving this advance warning, it not only respects their time, but it also emphasizes the importance of their input in the review process. Mistake number seven is tying the review to salary. Separate performance reviews from salary discussions. Tying them together can create a culture focused on blame and hinder open communication. Ensure employees can focus on feedback without being distracted by salary concerns. Now this can sound a little bit strange. We tend to think of annual reviews being tied directly to salary. After all, if I do a good job, I should get a raise. If I do a bad job, I won't get a raise. Those things make sense and they feel like they go together. But separate those. Really focus on the conversation around the behaviors, the successes, the areas needed for improvement so that we can really focus on that with the employee without having the issue of money in the background clouding everything. And mistake number seven is not doing a review at all. The most significant mistake is skipping feedback altogether. Regular check-ins and continuous communication rather than a once a year approach is definitely a benefit and contributes to ongoing development and a more connected workplace. Now let's shift our focus to a couple of real world examples of how the annual review process can be transformative. Example one, continuous improvement through regular feedback. Companies like GE, Adobe, Accenture, and Netflix have abandoned annual reviews altogether in favor of frequent check-ins. This shift promotes continuous improvement, allowing managers to address issues promptly and recognizing achievements in real time. Obviously, this is a good practice whether you have annual reviews or not. Having that regular check-in time, the standard coaching, reviewing employee performance is so important to help them see how they contribute to the organization as a whole and to your team more specifically and to help them really recognize that they matter to the organization. Example two is it builds a positive culture. Focusing on positive recognition during reviews contributes to a healthier workplace culture. Meaningful compliments and forward-thinking discussions, as proposed by UCLA professor Sam Colbert, create a positive environment that motivates employees. If employees go into an annual review expecting to hear a laundry list of everything they've done wrong or how they haven't succeeded in different metrics or goals, then no one's going to look forward to that. It's going to be a real drag on morale of everybody. Example three, enhancing employee engagement. Regular career conversations foster deep, meaningful dialogues. These conversations coupled with action plans and measurable goals enhance employee engagement, making them more likely to stay with the organization. 
Example 4, using the annual review as a performance preview, discussing future assignments and responsibilities allows both parties to align on objectives for the upcoming year. This forward-thinking approach ensures a clear roadmap for success. So it's not only about reviewing the past year, but it's also planning for the next and how that employee fits into those plans. Preparing for the annual review really is a year-long process. It's not something we put together in a week or two as we get ready to actually have the sit-down conversation with our employees, but rather, we're paying attention all year long, we're making notes, we're documenting the coaching that we have throughout the year to talk about the things, the areas of improvement, the successes, the critical events that happen throughout the year, so we're not left trying to remember all of those things at the end of the year. If we do that, we're going to run back into that recency effect where we remember what's most recent and not some of those important things throughout the year. It's critical for us to understand what our employer's timeline is for these reviews so that we can be prepared and allow ourselves enough time. So knowing how HR wants these conducted, what kind of timeline is associated, when should we begin the process of allowing our employees to prepare their self-evaluations? And from that, at what point do we put in our comments and prepare for the conversation? Does our manager need to review those comments and the review ahead of time? How does our organization categorize? Do they have a scale of number, a number scale, one to 10, one to five? Do they have meets expectations, exceeds expectations, below performance expectations, needs improvement? What are the different categorizations for the review that we are about to give? So let's talk about 13 transformative ways that we can make this process motivating for both us as managers and for our employees. One, look both back and forward. Transform the review into dynamic conversations by dividing them into three sections. Reflecting on key accomplishments versus goals, focusing on the future and alignment, and addressing support. This approach ensures a high-quality two-way conversation that goes well beyond mere evaluation. Two, keep it short and simple. Shorten the annual review process and make it more effective by emphasizing ongoing performance feedback throughout the year. Use this time to set goals for the next year, review key performance indicators, and engage employees more in the process. Like we've mentioned before, there should be no surprises for an employee coming into an annual review conversation. We should have had enough conversation with them throughout the year that they understand exactly where they are. This isn't a gotcha kind of moment. It's not a ta-da, congratulations, you're amazing. If they're amazing, they should already know they're amazing and that you feel that way. If there is need for improvement, they should already know that you feel there's need for improvement. So keep it short and simple and really use the review to look back at the year as it is completed and looking forward to how the employee fits into the future goals. Three, focus on employee potential. Shift the focus of annual reviews towards the employee's potential and future contributions to the company. Instead of dwelling on past mistakes, concentrate on lessons learned and the applicability to the future. Consider renaming them potential reviews to highlight growth opportunities. Four, make annual reviews a two-way street. And this is so important. 
encourage a more inclusive approach by incorporating a section where employees review their managers and the organization as a whole. This not only fosters a sense of value for employees, but also provides valuable insights for overall organizational improvement. Next, we're going to look at a couple of examples of transformation in the workplace. First, let's look at um, this transformation in the workplace and enhancing employee value. Companies adopting a two-way street approach to annual reviews often report increased employee satisfaction and a deeper sense of belonging. Employees feel heard, leading to improved morale and commitment to their roles. Two, diversity of perspectives. Organizations that crowdsource feedback during annual reviews benefit from a diverse range of perspectives. This not only enriches the feedback, but also contributes to more well-rounded development plans for employees. Oftentimes, employees work with other groups, other partners within the organization, gather their feedback as well. Three, agile goal setting. Shifting from traditional annual reviews to a more agile goal-focused approach allows employees to adapt to business needs in real time. This not only holds employees accountable, but also fosters a sense of value and continuous improvement. Once a year conversations just aren't enough. And four, frequent informal dialogues. Companies prioritizing frequent informal one-on-one dialogues between employees and supervisors often witness improved employee development and engagement. Creating a culture that values ongoing communication contributes to a more motivated and connected team. Now let's get back to our 13 ways of transforming annual performance reviews for the better, and we're on number five. Crowdsource feedback, which we just mentioned previously. Involve a diverse range of professional connections in the feedback process, ensuring a well-rounded perspective. Moving from an annual schedule to a more real-time approach enhances the relevance and effectiveness of feedback. Six, share a detailed agenda. Providing employees with a detailed agenda for the annual review helps everyone come prepared, making the process less stressful. This transparent approach fosters a positive environment for growth and open dialogue. Seven, develop organizational evaluation standards. To ensure consistency in performance review scoring, establish organizational evaluation standards. Training managers on performance review administration helps maintain fairness and consistency across the company. Again, this is what we were talking about before. Understand your company's expectations around the performance review process. Eight, create feedback loops. Move away from traditional annual reviews and embrace real-time feedback loops. This shift focuses on continuous development and growth, aligning with the original purpose of reviews to help individuals develop and flourish. Nine, review feedback given throughout the year. Transform annual reviews into reflections given throughout the year. This allows for a comprehensive summary of coaching moments and improvements, providing a more accurate assessment of the process. Like I said before, The annual review process begins at the beginning of January and continues all year long. Document your coaching, document successes, document the critical issues that have been faced throughout the year. Make notes for yourself so you're not trying to remember everything at the end of the year. Because if you do this, you're going to miss something important and your employees are going to notice that and they're not going to be impressed. 10. 
Shift the focus of reviews to mutual learning and growth. Encourage open dialogue by asking questions that promote curiosity and openness, such as, what are you learning and what do you need from me? This fosters a collaborative approach to development. 11. Focus on documented goals. Move away from traditional annual reviews that feel like grading sessions. Instead, adopt an approach centered on documented goals with ongoing conversations. This agile approach allows teams to adapt to business needs while holding employees accountable. Now, as managers, we may not be in charge of how these reviews are organized. Sometimes they may be a grading session. So the best we can do is allow ourselves the opportunities to talk about the entire story of the employee, not just the end grade, but their process and progress throughout the year. What kinds of trends are they on? What are they getting better at? Where is their improvement? What areas are declining in production? We need to be able to tell the entire story. So when we do have to give them some sort of a rating, we can back it up and we can all be on the same page and agree on those issues. 12. Pivot to frequent, more informal dialogues. Shift the development focus to frequent and informal one-on-one -on -one dialogues. Encourage supervisors to engage in ongoing discussions about progress and goals, employee needs, and overall engagement. Supplement this with simple surveys to gauge performance and potential. And 13. Build a performance process. Recognize that performance is a year-round process. Foster a growth mindset within the organization, encouraging employees to actively seek feedback. Establish touch points throughout the year, including goal check-ins, stay interviews, and talent reviews. These transformative approaches aim to make the annual review process a positive and valuable experience for both managers and employees. So in conclusion, annual reviews don't have to be dreaded. Instead, they could be a catalyst for growth and connection within your team. So remember these key takeaways. Provide frequent feedback. Come prepared for reviews. Offer meaningful and productive recognition. Look ahead to new objectives. Consider the whole picture. Give advance notice. Ensure the right person conducts the review. And keep salary discussions separate. And absolutely never, ever skip the review. Our employees need this feedback. The annual review, just like regular coaching and feedback sessions throughout the year, is a great opportunity for us to build relationships with our employees, building that trust, knowing that we are going to give credit where credit is due, but also hold them accountable where needed. Thank you for joining us on the Middling Manager Hub podcast. Stay tuned for more insights where we strive to make the manager's journey just a little bit smoother. We're all in this learning as we go. No matter how much experience we have, our staffs change, situations change, our organizations change, so we have to be prepared to, to change and grow with it. And stay tuned for our next episode where we'll continue exploring strategies to help the manager's journey on the Middling Manager Hub podcast. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, continue leading with purpose, empathy, and a commitment to the empowered workforce of tomorrow.